Barbara Reeder is an incredible psychic. And I must admit, I've never been into psychics. I've always felt there was something not quite right about the approach. But when my mother died, I was given a gift, and the gift was to visit Barbara Reeder. Barbara Reeder has an ability to connect to the other side. She will explain how she does that. She'll explain how she found this skill in her childhood. And more important, the result of this podcast, I believe, is for everyone to have a better understanding of the here and now and the here and thereafter. And so the other takeaway is that death isn't as final as we seem to think it is. There's this ongoing sort of spiritual connection. And she calls on angels and does this incredible sort of peaceful approach to how we communicate with people on the other side. I think you're really going to learn a lot. And if you have an open mind, you may be able to pick up some tips on how to realize a message that might be being sent to you by your angels. You never know. Have fun listening to this one. It's my pleasure to introduce Barbara Reeder. I'm going to do a little bit of a long intro to give everybody a flavor of how I know you and a little bit of what you do. So I met Barbara Reeder. Um, Someone gave me Barbara as a gift and... It was a gift that was given to me because my mother had passed and I was really sort of upside down as everybody is when family pass or people close to them um, are no longer a part of their lives. And I really was never into the psychic thing or I mean, I was into astrology, but I hadn't met anybody that um, that sounded like what they were talking about had any relevance to what was going on in my life. So I, I just didn't make it a habit of trying to find psychics. And so they didn't even tell me what you did or what what I was about to experience. But what I was about to experience was so extraordinary that it changed my perception of what it means to be in the here and now and what it means to be in the here and thereafter. And Barbara does not look like she's doing any... (laughs) She looks like a soccer mom, basically. I I pass for normal. (laughs) That's what they say. (laughs) And so the whole experience was quite interesting. But the bottom line was, as soon as she went into connecting in this other world, which she will tell you about because I'm probably not doing it justice now, she connected with my mother And she spoke to me in a way, uh, I remember one thing was something about my hair and my mother always had something to say about my hair. And she also told me something that only my mother and I knew. And she told me about what was happening through my mother's transition and then All of these symbolic uh, experiences my mother was having on the other side. And one example uh, I will bring up later because it'll help talk a little bit about what you do. And then after that experience or during that experience, uh, my mother through Barbara was appreciative that I was looking after my brother. My brother 
full disclosure, my brother committed suicide not too long ago, and our fear was always that he might. He had drug issues that were very deep. He had a, a tough lifetime. And so I knew it was very important for my mother to make sure, and I felt that way too, to look after my brother. And when my mother uh, passed, my brother arranged to do a little ceremony in her apartment, which he continued to live in. And we did candles, and he played at a James um, song at last. So one night, six months later, after I'd seen Barbara, he contacted me in the middle of the night, and he said, I, I, I want to kill myself. I, there's no reason for me to live. And I, of course, went flying to his apartment. The door was open, and when I went in, the TV was on, and I sat next to him. And as I sat, the song on the television was At Last. And this is my introduction to Barbara because she gave me some incredibly helpful tips on how to be aware that my mother is around and that there are people or spirits around us all the time. So, Barbara, welcome. Thank you. Beautiful uh, set. Welcome, welcome. And, and, you know, I've seen you several times and other people have passed, but... I think the thing that everybody really wants to know, first of all, is how did you know and when did you know that you had this ability? You know, it's something, I was so little and we lived at my grandmother's house and my grandmother, they owned a car dealership, my grandparents, my both parents worked and I had a lady who took care of me and we were right next to the funeral home. So there were no kids in the neighborhood. So I remember that spirits walking through the house. Oh my goodness. And they would come over and talk to me. And then I had imaginary playmates. And one was a little girl. And I kept saying, she lives up the road. And I described her. And it's a child that had died. Oh. And so my parents, my father, who was an Air Force colonel, said, we have to do something about this child. <laughs> this is not good. So they found a neighborhood where there were kids around. But... I always just knew things. I'd say to my mother, um, so-and-so's going to call. And she'd say, that's impossible. They're in Europe. And they would call. I, you know, that sense of knowing, because once you're open, yeah. uh, I think it really opened when a lot of times, you'll hear this from psychics, I had an impact to the third eye center. I was about four, and I was running. And, you know, there's big clawfoot tables. I went, bam, right in the third eye center into the clawfoot. And both eyes were black. And after that, it really opened. Oh, wow. And they say that a lot with, um, with star children and others. Any kind of impact will open up the third eye. But you just think everyone sees what you see because mm -hmm. you don't, you know, usually you can't articulate all that you're feeling. You just don't have the vocabulary mm -hmm. or the knowledge. Plus, I didn't know anyone who did this. I was raised in this incredibly Catholic family. Now, you mm -hmm. know, Catholicism has a lot of things, mystery things you're supposed to believe. So I think yes. that kind of fit, fit me quite nicely. Yeah. But I just went along and had a sense of things. I know that if there was going to be a car accident, I would hear it in my head like, look, and then I would look and avoid the accident. Mm -hmm. So I know that the guides were always, always with me. Interesting. But this was never anything I thought I would do. Right. I didn't. And then um, I'm just before I ask you the next important, what is the star? You said star children. What are star children? There are souls again a lot of this work you you have to believe that there's something other than the dimension we're in right and that at certain times in history of the earth people come down here and there's a group of souls they call them star children sometimes people call them indigo children and they're these amazing souls that know stuff and you see them you'll meet them they're on the earth now a lot mm -hmm. of them but they just have a heightened i guess vibration and frequency and they're intuitive and sometimes you'll look at pictures and they'll have like these light orb balls around their right. heads. People don't even notice. It's like, oh, it must have been the lighting. Right. So you can pick them out usually and they're coming more into power uh, because people lead to, we're looking up. People are not looking at politicians or the clergy or any of those old things that always seem to bring mm -hmm. people through. It's looking deep within and looking above. That's a great, that's really worth repeating. So... Yeah. We are um, 
definitely in a disruptive time in every way. Yes. And you're you're right. If and accelerating. It's so and, accelerating. And the clergy and all of the sort of go-to sources of spiritual help right. are not there, then you do right. have to look within, don't you? And again, so much of my upbringing was, you know, to be a good, you know, I almost became a nun, to be this goodness and this what's truth. And and I think, boy, did this prepare me for a time now. I have no doubt what is truth. But there's a lot of issue with that on the earth right now, mm-hmm. especially in the United States. Yeah. Like, what is truth and what is the right thing mm-hmm. to do? And if you don't know that, if you don't, you know, my father always said, there's no compromising with truth. Yeah. And so I think that I go by that in a way. And that's why my clients, everyone seems wobbly right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not just the news. It's just the energy and, you know, Internet and everything is so fast. Mm-hmm. And so it's really about disconnecting and having silence. Yeah. yeah. Do you, I don't know if you remember, there was a, an old, I guess it was a poem, The Desiderata. Mm-hmm. And it, the first line was, go placidly amid the noise and haste and remember what peace there may be in silence. And I had it on my wall in, as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then now it hits me sometimes. It pops into my head. And by the way, don't deny these things that pop into your head. Yeah. That's guidance. Like when you say, what was that word? And then the word pops in. Mm-hmm. That's your, everyone has spirit guides. Everyone has angels. And they will guide us if we are calm enough to hear them. Mm-hmm. It, it really works. And so what other things are, are you were so helpful for me, oh. um, especially, uh, and, and since, but when, when my mother died, I was very, very, very interested after I saw you to be open and to be more open. I always felt I was open, but to really be open and aware of what what were those messages I was getting and how was I getting them? So what are some of the well, things that are typical? a lot of times typical? when there's so much grief, they can't come into our dreams and guide us. So the spirits will do funny things, like you'll find dimes mm-hmm. or the lights will flicker or you'll look at your plant and it's like going woof, woof, woof along. Mm-hmm. They let you know, I'm okay over here. I'm mm-hmm. fine. There is life over here. And now each soul vibrates differently but you are an old master, and it takes a lot to shock you. Mm. You know, yes, you're wonderful to read for because you are so aware and so refined a soul. But and so you have problems handling things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Imagine if someone doesn't have your level, mm. how terrifying it can be. And I have never advertised. It's mm. all word of mouth. Yeah, it's uh, people are called to me, the ones that the angels have something to say to. This was not my first choice of career. Mm -hmm. I never in the world couldn't even imagine doing this. And I think that's probably why it works so well, because I have no ego attached to this. And on that note, it's very interesting, and this is so true. Um, I'll find myself meeting somebody new or somebody in a place that I didn't think I would be or some odd situation where I... I don't think I should be here or like I wish I were doing something else and then I, I'll start to have a conversation with someone and they're telling me things that only the only thing I think of is they have to see Barbara they have to see Barbara and I know that that meeting or that situation came about strictly because they were meant to see you, right. and I was there to facilitate Spirit that. It works like that. I'm it positive is fascinating it. how they do it. Yeah, and I know that I probably won't see that right. person again, right. and it doesn't matter because as they were talking to me, I thought, I don't even know this person, but I know this person should be right. seeing Barbara. Yes. And it's happened quite a few times, as you know. Yes. And um, and so yes, that's why you are people an find you conduit. No, me. but but I think other people are too. Yes. And that's why you nobody you the never need to just, advertise. I mean, never. And I think my clients like it that I'm exclusive, and I don't hang out a shingle, and I don't do mm-hmm. boat tours or anything like that. I mean, but but I think the fact that people who know you, I'm right. sure, meet people who need to see you, and yes. so. 
a little bit more of an explanation now because it is people are more interested than right. ever before so when somebody comes to see you there's something that happens in the room and sometimes yes. I've come to see you and you'll say your friend Robert is here and he wants to see you he right. wants to talk to you and, and I just walked in the door right. and I'm like okay and I think whoa that that was bad. And a lot of times they come, it's almost like an hour before the reading, I invite the spirits in because so I'm all ready to go when the client arrives and they're all ready to go. And it's so funny because I try to always have beautiful flowers on my table. And that day I could not get them arranged right. I, oh, and that's, that's so like, funny. he's a florist. Yeah. And of course, he's probably going, no, that one goes there. <laughs> this one goes there. And I'm just like, oh, Louie, you do it. I can't. <laughs> But especially because he has been to me, so he knew the room, mm -hmm. he was familiar yeah, with yeah. that energy. And the love is so strong for you. And it was another sign for you to see, you can talk to him every day. Mm. I'm sure he, he's mm -hmm. there for you yeah. every no, day. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, kind of guiding us along. And with the, they can't prevent us from a lesson we have to learn. Yeah. But boy, they sure can make it softer, gentler, mm -hmm. and quicker to, to, to so find out. another anecdote, since we're talking about Robert. So Robert um, was a very well-known party person. He threw huge parties, weddings with the most gorgeous flowers, and very creative. And he and I have been friends for a very, very long time. And we used to go to baseball games together. So we were in his truck going to a Yankee game. And um, he was telling me about a wedding he was doing. And he was doing a wedding for this guy and um, this, this daughter of this man. And he said, this is the man you should be with. And I said, well, if this is the father of the bride, isn't there a mother of the bride? And he said, I'm telling you, this is the guy for you. So he passes, and I meet this guy, and I think, and I was introduced to him by a mutual friend of ours, and I realized soon enough I met my soulmate. And so I'm at his daughter's apartment, and she's showing me her wedding album. She got married few years earlier right. and I look in the wedding album and I see a picture of Robert and I said what is Robert doing in your at your wedding she said oh he did the wedding for us he, he did the wedding and I looked at it and I looked and I said oh my god and then I told my the guy I'm with that this was such a, a strange thing and then when I went to see you you said Robert said he wants you to know that he was responsible for you meeting. He has been busy over there. He's busy. He's yeah. been busy. Can you imagine he left you so unfinished and he wanted you to find <laughs> love? <laughs> right. It's, I mean, it's so sweet because he was a fantastic creative being, mm -hmm. very old soul yeah. and funny. Yeah. Very so funny. I feel like when we, especially you, when you were so sad or you were despondent about anything, mm -hmm. he would find a way to yeah. cheer you up. And I feel he still does. Now he can rest a little yeah. bit. He got you settled down. So, so now um, you're, you're calling the spirits. So explain a little bit of what... In how I work? Re, like, who, where are these spirits coming from? Like, what, how is this happening? Well, I call them in. First of all, I have my space set up with crystals. I have to keep a certain energy level in there. Now, I, I also live there, so you know some, I have to work a little sometimes before reading to get the energy right. And essentially, I have a main guide, an archangel named Ariel, who's been with me since I came to this world, and uh, other guides. And basically, my angels will talk to yours. And that's how the information, it's almost like if your angels are distressing or there's something someone's not getting, they need confirmation or they need enlightenment, they will get them into my room and get them to me. And I pretty much sit down and it's, it takes a lot to not have judgments, to not, because I'm a human, I have crazy days too. Mm. But when I get into the zone, I just kind of step aside. I'm a clear conscious channel, meaning if some people go into a full on trance, that's not me. I mean, if there was gonna be a fire, I'd get us out of there. Mm -hmm. But I had learned to calm my mind down enough so that they can 
come through. And sometimes I see it like a ticker tape. Sometimes I see images. It, it comes through. I, I guess if I were tested, I'm clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient. They're all, I smell things sometimes. Everyone is different. And everybody, but it always, they're so accurate. Me, I don't even know what to wear half the time getting dressed. <laughs> Me, I, but they are so precise and so accurate. And then I go, of course, because they brought the person here. Mm -hmm. There is a higher power trying to help us down mm -hmm. here and enlighten us. And people, this culture, more than others in, in history, fears death, mm -hmm. fears transition, mm -hmm. because they think that there's going to be fire and brimstone. Yeah. And, and oh, the, yeah. So, you know, the the we're, we're good to burn, baby. And burn in hell. And this, I mean, I... Now, truly, I've not been there this week, so I, maybe there is a pit over there, but that's not what I have ever observed from any of the guides. Mm -hmm. And, you know, back to suicide, there are a lot of psychics that say, oh, worst thing you could ever do. It will set you back lifetimes. And that is not what my guides say. If it is so hard to heal here and you are in so much pain, mm -hmm. you shouldn't have to stay. Yeah. They take you home, you go to the other side, you get loved and inspired and you can always come back and do mm. it again that's why now more than any other time i've observed there's so many suicides mm. i don't know if you, you hear about it a lot yeah more. and and i it it's this is a very high stress time yeah. obviously i think some of the symbols um i i want to talk about and then i also a little bit about the the description of transition that you've relayed to me too. So I remember one of the symbols that I thought was so perfect for me to have an understanding, a little bit of an understanding mm -hmm. of what you do. So when you were talking about my mother, you were saying that you saw my mother in a boxing ring with her sister and they were laughing and mock boxing and they were Talking Duking about, it out. Yeah, talking about okay. how they spent an entire lifetime fighting with each other and how unnecessary it was. And that was so perfect because, in fact, that was true. My mother and one of her sisters were just always at odds with each other. And the story of it becoming something they could reconcile on the other side and mm. laugh about and, and talk about the, how unnecessary it was. And I thought, that's a perfect visual for me to understand some of the symbols you see in yes. the way you tell the story. So are now, there... They, they pick these analogies or these... I find the things that help the most is, first of all, getting someone into a peaceful place, but music nature, being able to step out of lessons and just go hug a tree or take mm -hmm. a walk, mm -hmm. and nature, and, um, you know, meditation is wonderful, but there are a lot of people who cannot calm down enough to meditate. Mm -hmm. That's where music comes into play, mm -hmm. because that can chill people out. You can tune people with music, mm. you know, if somebody's all upset, you bring them in, you put certain music on, mm. because we all do have a sensory, and a little bit of an ESP, but... Because each person vibrates at a different vibration, that my guides are very good at running the gamut. Mm. And they're those that are like, wing, they're, they're just so, and they get it so fast. But then there are others where, you know, spirit will say, you know, you need to get your transmission fixed. And the client turns, she goes, the light's been on and my husband hadn't done anything about it for weeks. You know, little things. Yeah. Like, so it goes from the mundane yeah. to the soul affirming. Yeah. The out, out, unbelievable and me, my job at doing this. First of all, it's nothing I set out to do. It, it I did work with someone to be able to tune it and hone mm -hmm. it. And when I first realized I had it, I would see plane crashes, mm. and then a day or so later, the plane would crash. Mm. And I want I want nothing to do with this. Yeah. This is not it. Yeah. No, thank you. And then it, through a series of circumstances, and I took some class years ago called DMA, Dimensional Macrostructural Alignment, Left Brain, Right Brain, mm -hmm. which really helped me learn to meditate. I met my teachers. It's like Buddha says, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. Mm -hmm. And he took me under his wing and he says, you know, the great ones never set out to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, the ones that want to do yeah. it. Me, I was like, oh, well, okay, I guess... 
and my, I had a whole career, a very mm -hmm. successful career, mm -hmm. that all of a sudden kind of became a hobby, and my hobby became the career. Mm -hmm. But now I find I need both. to. I have to stay in tune mm -hmm. in order to do the work. I have to stay healthy mm -hmm. to bring the energy through. It's exhausting. Yeah, sure. There are days where I'm just like, I'm really tired, and I know that certain days I can do more than, you know, a couple of readings. There are other days where I'm like, no, I need a break. Mm -hmm. I can't do more than I'm that. sure. Especially now, yeah. with the energy being yeah. the way it is. And so much transition in my own life. Um, one of my exes, who I was very, very close to, passed away in June. And he had had a very bad bout with Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. So, of course, he really couldn't talk. He was only 67 oh, when wow. he died. But it was a long, drawn-out story. But as much as I was so furious with him, you know, the love never goes away. Mm. It just didn't. And so that the day after he passed, <laughs> the next morning I hear this crash in my living room. And I walk out, and my painting, I have this beautiful sky painting, oh has God. fallen off the wall. And I went, okay, well, at least you didn't break any of my crystals. I know you're here. I knew you'd be here. Because, mm -hmm. you know, he knows the apartment very right. well. And then I was texting with his sister, and the closet doors opened. But it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. It was for the family, for mm -hmm. her to know that yeah. that, you know, that happens. Because sometimes it's little dimes or it's little ideas. It's also if you are questioning the guides. You, New York is great for this. You could sit in a restaurant and overhear a conversation. And I'll never forget, I was contemplating what to do about some guy. And I overheard someone say, he's just not worth it. Mm -hmm. I went, thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. That's good. But you know, because they can move. If you're sensitive enough, you pick up the clues. Yeah. And you really feel the support. But it takes getting quiet and mm. that's why this world scares me a bit yeah. because it's so loud and nobody's looking yeah. inward the quiet know. is critical I mean we have meditation here every day at 1230 except for today, except today. Um, and we have music and I found someone really great to kind of take everybody through it and everybody's at a different level. And if you don't want to meditate and you want to lie down on a mat and take a half hour nap, there's some snoring that goes on. But I think having a break in the middle of the day and then having silence is so important, first of all, for restoration and replenishment, but it's those times where you really, you really can find information yes. and it could be inspiration it could be anything right. so since we're on that you um, you've told me several times this and I know it to be true ever since I was a little girl I would sketch it was my mother was very vivacious but the house was always sort of like this and I was more introspective and I would sit and sketch away and be in my happy place and all of these beautiful sketches would come on my page and they would just like, I felt like this, I was being flooded with all this Challenge creative rate. stuff. Yeah. And, and, I, and I always thought to myself, I feel this is coming to me. Like, I, I feel like it's a gift that I'm getting. And through all the years I've been mm -hmm. designing, I've always felt original and I never follow a trend or do anything. And it doesn't seem as you ever lose any ideas. You so, have tons but, so tons. where so the point is they're coming to me on a regular basis and I am so aware of it and I always feel like I'm giving this I'm given this gift. I'm as excited about it as I get it, as I do it. And then you've told me several times well, there, there are spirits that are giving you. There's like no question. I know it. It's, you are. So, you have always been not just a trendsetter, but absolutely unique in every way. And I am. And you I'm, haven't tried to conform. No, which but, is the beauty of and, it. And because this, there's this tremendous amount of uh, inspiration and ideas and things that just come at me. I mean, it can come in the middle of the night. It can come. It comes mostly at those quiet times, which yes. is why I'm 
talking about this. And if I have a quiet time, if, if I just sit for a minute, I'm, I feel like I'm washed with inspiration and ideas and I have to grab a book right away or write something right. down because I was like, oh my God, and then this and this and this. So it, and, and you said it to me without ever knowing that this was something that I felt throughout from my childhood. To, I feel like you know, in the womb you were doing this. <laughs> I, I feel as though as soon as you came to earth, because some, I, you must have been, and this happens so often, if somebody has been pushed down in another lifetime, mm-hmm. they'll come back so early with gifts. You hear about these prodigies mm-hmm. that there's, how do you explain a four-year-old playing Mozart? Yeah, that's, you know, that's pretty. This is like you yeah. with your art and your, your sense of wanting to contribute to the world. But what I'm, I'm always in awe of, because you are a role model to me. I adore you. Wow. The, you. you never have an ego about these things. It's about really serving. Even I'm looking at this beautiful art piece here. It's color. It's what we need. It's what a lot, you have stuff. What everyone needs, but it's wearable art. So the interesting thing is that you um, you see um, these people, these yes. spirits, yes. and they are a part of your life, basically. I mean... Well, they do. My guides are. But they kind of, like, take a broom and get the ones out after a reading. The funny oh, okay. is, I tell the story. Um, I always, as again, invite, invite the spirits in. And so I was, like, doing that this one day, and there wasn't anybody. I'm thinking, well, this is very strange. So it was a brother and sister that came, oh, and I said... Yes. And so I was talking to them for a while, thinking, somebody's got to show up here, because what am I going to do? <laughs> oh my what am I going to do? And I'm sudden, all of a sudden, there, there, she popped in. I went, oh. I said, was your mother always late for everything? And they said, yes, always late. And I went, as below, so above. So I said, well, she's here. So then we could begin, because... I've never had that happen. I'm usually just flooded, and they're (laughs) or I'll go into the bathroom. They start talking to me. I'm like, dude, I'll be out in a second. You know, I'm I'm all yours. But I have a doorkeeper that kind of keeps the riffraff out, and you see how I bless the space and how I tune in and get the highest frequencies Mm -hmm. and chant. And because the the purer the space is, the purer the information Mm -hmm. will come through. Um, now everyone thinks, oh well, you know, she must have no problems. Right. You know, like it's it's not true. I have my own lessons. Yeah, I yeah. have my own dumb things right. that that happen to me. And when I don't slow down, I pull a muscle. Mm. I you know something happens. Well, that's that forces the universe saying stop. Yeah. And but me, oh no, I'm yeah. invincible. I keep going. Yeah. You know. No, we, yeah, we all. I've got angels. I'm good. Yeah. But this is I, being in New York at this time. I mean, I try to spend a lot of time in the country. Yeah. To reboot and to restore my soul is what I call yeah. it. Well, you definitely need to because yes. the amount of energy in that room with you is really, I mean, I feel it right. and I think, oh my God, how does this woman do this? It's really incredible. When my, I, when I went to you after my brother died, um, just I, 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 because our conversation at one time, we would have, they would have put us away because right. we'd be so crazy having right. this comment. At another time, even maybe 25 years ago, have. right? <laughs> At 25 <laughs> years ago, people would have thought it was crazy. Right. People are more accepting of this, but yes. for those of you who know me to be a feet on the ground and know, right. don't think I ever think about these things, I I want to share things with you so you can really understand the. The reason I have Barbara on this podcast. So, as an example, my my brother was in New York, and I made sure I saw him every week, so I knew he was okay or not okay. And so I gave him a job in the company, so I could get him out of the house and see him every day. And then he had a lawsuit and made. A, good amount of money from it and decided to leave New York. Wouldn't tell me where he was going. I had no idea. And I begged him not to go. And he said, I'm going to go. And I knew the next time I would hear from him, it was not going to be a good phone call. But 
that's fate, right? That's the way life is. So I get the phone call, and it was from a detective in Florida who found my brother dead in his apartment and described everything in detail, how he died, what he did to create the death, where he was in his apartment, what he looked like, what was happening in his life at the time, where he lived, in detail. I went to see you, and you told me exactly the same things this detective told me. Exactly from the pills and what the prescription and where he got it from and the everything. It was beyond, beyond. And if I had any question, which I didn't because in each situation you were just unbelievably specific, um, that to me, even to telling me what he was thinking about mm -hmm. and that he took so many pills that he felt sick to his stomach and he felt sick even for a while after he had passed. And the, this woman told me about how many pills he had taken and that this whole, every, the way his apartment looked, everything. And what he had in his refrigerator, you told me that, and she told me that, which was beer and no food and whatever. And A moldy lemon. Yeah. And so um, after that, I, I thought, the, the, here's an example of proof that there's two ways to look at everything. And the, the ability for me to have this extraordinary experience with you to give me a little bit of peace about understanding what was going on with my brother. It was not happy, it was sad. But then we also talked through what he would want me to do with his ashes and what he would want me to do and how he would want me to proceed with it and that he was apologizing and apologizing. And I, that was so helpful to me oh, in his passing. It took me a while to, to come to terms with it, but how to, how to release him from this life, because I, didn't, I was still holding him down, was so helpful in that you helped me with that. But the, the, the details that you, and all of this goes back to how much energy Yes. comes through and how how much and, you you participate in that yeah I mean because the it, it's almost like his broken spirit mm. he had a broken heart and a broken spirit that he wasn't going to do that if you were around so mm. that's why he had to go off and yeah. do his thing but I do something called remote viewing um, they actually use this, governments use this, but it's almost like when I'm tuned in, they show me the room. That's how I would see the pill bottles. That's how I would see everything, mm -hmm. see him, see the whole situation. But when I tune to his energy, the epiphany of him no longer in pain there. Mm. Because, you know, people suffer silently and they suffer loudly. Mm. But I just feel like he could not heal here. Yeah. And he was such a dear being. Mm. He wasn't a nasty person. No. He was just a, it's almost like a forgotten yeah. person. And, and I, I think um, with all of the opioids and yes. the crisis we have, um, my brother and it was a, a, a victim of this right. and his life really right. for forever was, was um, challenged to say the and least. Judy Garland. Yeah. And think about now. I believe every household has a family member or someone near and dear to them that has an issue. I don't yes. know anybody who's ever said to me, I, I don't know anybody who has a drug issue or an alcohol issue or some sort of issue. And so there's an understanding that we need to have about why this is happening and so one the thing is, even if you get all the opioids off the street, they'll find something else mm. because it's it's almost like there's been a, 
a tab that's been opened all of this addiction stuff out there really and people um, human beings are very addictive they will get addicted to internet porn mm -hmm. sugar mm -hmm. you know it's it's easy to get addicted but some of these um, these drugs really exacerbate it's like finding a way to help Al-Anon and AA and all that they do their part yeah but the person has to be willing yeah. to strip down and really want to change so it's just a time plus we have such 24-hour news cycles mm -hmm. and all of this global information we know it all the time it's overkill and and what do we know that's right. it at this point I, there's such diverse information that it's better to shut it off and have the silence well apparently every 24,000 years I've been told by my guides the earth and we go through this huge upheaval and their souls our soul group for whatever reason, we decided we needed to be here now. We like to come when things are cooking. We can fix this somehow we, or make it better. But it's almost flared up so much that most of us are going, oh, my God, yeah. how am I going to? Yeah. And that's why it's going within, doing the little things you can do, because little mm. things add up to be big things. Mm. And, and like enlightening the consciousness, yeah. that's so much of it. So, um, I mean, I feel your brother was... It was his karma to come down and live this lifetime. Mm. And I, I feel like he was an inherently powerful soul mm. and stuck in this situation. Yeah. And no wonder he didn't like it. Yeah. Very no, much. he was brilliant. He, it, you know, it has nothing to do with genius, right. intelligence. He, he was that. So, the, 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 uh, and we've talked about this thin veil yes. between the here and now and right. the hereafter. What, but do you think it's getting thinner? Do you think we're going into a time where more people will have a, not your ability, but a scent more yes, of Yes, I would a, hope so. I hope so. Tell me what you have you I think the, the thought this through at all and how you see that. You know, I, I try to think I'm one person, but I know that there are points of light all around the world, and I have friends that do this work. And some people work differently than I do, and some lecture, but all in all, they're trying to instill as much light and consciousness into people to wake them up. Now, this is a one-room schoolhouse, this dimension. We've got first graders and kindergartners, and we have advanced people. And so it's helping the young ones along mm -hmm. to go, aha, to get that aha moment. And I just feel like the Everything has to flare up, like all this stuff with the clergy, all these mm -hmm. things with corruption, mm -hmm. all these pillars that people would always look up to and honor, they're all being struck down. Mm -hmm. So it's about really digging inside and knowing what what is truth, what is your truth, how can we be kind to one another, kind mm -hmm. Mother Earth? Because if we mess up Mother Earth, it doesn't really matter mm -hmm. what we do. Because if the sun is a star, if the sun goes out, that's it. Yeah. So it's light workers and being as old souls like you, like me, like most of my friends, um, we just do our part in, in a sense to infuse and help the collective whole. Like writing, watching what you put on television. Uh, I write as well, and I have a show, I have three shows actually, that I've written with partners. And they have, they're not mean-spirited. They mm. don't have that darkness. Yeah. That, you know, because we see so much darkness now. Mm -hmm. It just, it's everywhere. And I, I can always tell what's going on in the world because the streets of New York will reveal. You don't have to look at a newscast. You don't have to look at a paper. You will see contentiousness or mm -hmm. you will see peace or you will mm -hmm. see quiet. Mm -hmm. After 9-11, remember how quiet it was? Yeah. You just people, because yeah. everyone is intuitive, but people don't always know what to do with it. Mm. That's why um, if meditation, if you can't meditate, if your mind is too busy, hug a tree, put on mm. music, draw a picture. Mm. Um, some people, I find, when they get in their cars to commute to work, that's their meditation mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. well, you can't close your eyes and go into trance, so you no. pretty much put on music. But that's when, when your mind is calm, that's when the, your guides can put ideas mm. in. Yeah. Or insights in. That's, yeah, I, I think that's great advice. It's, it's however, because everyone's like, oh, you know, woo-woo, I'm going to be a guru now and be a mm. meditator. No, it's mm. not for everybody. Yeah. Finding your own forms yeah. is what no, works. I, I definitely think so. So if, if more people have an ability to be aware of the messages or the signs right. or the 
little tips or mm -hmm. guidance that the guides bring to you. I think that's a tremendous part of this shift of making people more aware. And I, I think everybody wants to be too. Everybody has their guides. There, there. No one comes so without them. So describe that. What, what does that well, mean? Well, sometimes, you know, whether you're aware of them or not, they're there. And many of them are master teachers. We always have an angel. We have master teachers. We have loved ones from other sides that are over there that tag along just for fun sometimes or to help out. Sometimes there'll be a grandmother that you never met, but you actually met her on the other side, mm -hmm. and she's a guide. But it's the kind of thing, you know, when you're very quiet and still, you go, oh, what was that word? Or which mm -hmm. was that story I heard? And then pops into your head. That's a, a various light form of channeling. Mm -hmm. And so it's asking, it's first of all, they don't even say they need for you to know they're there. It's just to start to realize in your life that you're helped. There's somebody there that can help you, or those ideas come from somewhere. Now, you have to be calm. The, the way I always tell people is, if it is something that's like an aha thing, mm -hmm. then it's your guides. If it's something very dark, that's your fear. And people somehow don't always differentiate. Mm -hmm. But if you if it's something that's really scary, like, oh my God, I could be on a bus and the bus would... That's not your guides. Mm -hmm. That's a much lower thing. Mm -hmm. But it's finding peace. I feel like we need that more than ever right, right now. Just way more. I mean, I what I do is I go back, I binge watch Netflix. And I was just returned from the 1700s. I was watching Outlander. Oh, my goodness. You know, which I love. And they, they do a beautiful job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure I've had past lives there. Pretty certain. Mm -hmm. But I have to give myself some space so that I can come back into the middle. Mm -hmm. Because if you're only like that, you can't go too far. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I sit and write for a while, I'll get frustrated. I live near the park, so I'll go out into the park. I come back, and then... The ideas mm -hmm. are there. It's just learning in a quiet way what you now, you know, again, we have people that are parents, that have kids, that have jobs, that have responsibilities. Have no, no they don't have the luxury yeah, yeah. of that. They're not, you know, kooky artist people that mm -hmm. have time to do these things. But then at night, because everybody has to sleep, mm -hmm. every human sleeps at some point, they will work with you what I call night school. They will work with you at night. That's why some nights you go to bed and you're just so unhappy and you wake up and you're like, oh, yeah. they've worked with you. Mm. And the same thing when you'll go to bed like in denial or very, mm. very happy and you wake up and you're just not settled mm -hmm. because that's when they can do that. When I first started meditating, I always fell asleep. And I, I asked my spiritual teacher, I go, am I getting this? Is there something wrong with me? Or am I just too tired? He said, no, because they take you out. It's a more profound healing. Mm. And you, you'll get it. You'll get it. I was, I was going to say, I, there are so many times when, especially when I started meditating, I would just go right, right to sleep and I thought, why can't I get this down? Right. But it's always a very deep, yes. special deep. kind of sleep. Yeah. And when I first asked about my guides, I remember... In the, you know, that there's a twilighty time before you wake up. Mm -hmm. And I had been asking, because I would ask questions before I went to sleep, hoping they'd be answered in the dream state. And I heard, it is I, Ariel of the light. And I knew that was my guide. Well, the boyfriend I had at the time, he was getting a little nervous because I started getting really intuitive. And I, I turned to him one day and I said, who is the blonde in the red sweatpants? <laughs> right. It was some chick he tried to pick right. the day before in the park. And it's like... It scares guys. They go, okay, wait, now you're scaring me. Now, I don't read minds, but if there's something where I'm about to get hurt or abused right, or anything, right. my guides don't hesitate. They're I on love it. it. They're That's on so it. so great. And then some days I feel like my poor guardian angels just go, oh, yeah. <laughs> what's she doing now? Yeah, yeah. What? Oh. But it, That's That's very funny because one of the things... Uh, people who are super skeptical will say, right. so then why can't they invest in whatever stock is going to be the best stock and be bazillionaires? And why can't they? It's like, because that's different. It's not that's different. what the gift that's is not for. That. <laughs> right. You know, if I go to, I remember went, going to Vegas and I would sit there and every time I had no money on anything, buy bread, boom. This 
I mean, I, I honestly, the, especially oh your leg, I was like on it. But I realized it's, first of all, I feel so wealthy in my, mm-hmm. just for all that God, I, I trust that I do God's work and God's good to me. So if I were to put money on it, I would never win anything. Mm. But it's like at parties, that's why I don't, I really do kind of pass as normal. Because inevitably the person, hey, what's the lottery number going to be? You know, hey, what's going to, hey, who's going to win the election? And it's like, ugh, if I had to have concentrate on low-level crap like that, I would be miserable. And it's like, but they, people don't really understand. Yeah. But it's becoming, I'm seeing it kind of filtering in. When I first started this, you could never find angels unless you went to St. Patrick's to get angel cards, angel statues. All of a sudden, there came a big surge, and they have angel Toilet bowl covers. Everything. Thing, you know, I'm just like, I don't think that would yeah. be what I would want. And, but, you know, we got flooded with that, which mm. was a great sign to me because I yeah. know they're here. Well, also that there's more of an acceptance. And I think part of the, the healing that we need to do, at, and the first thing, most brilliant thing you've said, is that we can't look to these people that would have, thought for us and protected us right. in the past, like politicians and clergy, right. we have to look inside and right. it's about how we are inside. And so the belief that there are angels is yes. broader now, which tells us more yes. people are understanding. And they're in every religion. Yeah. That's what That's I love. It. It's, it's not, it's, it, every yeah. religion has angels. Every religion has angels and a God. Why can't we all just get along? And exactly. We all do have so much in common. I mean, we do, everyone in the world has, just wants to have peace and and wants their families to be happy and healthy. They want... They want calm. They want happiness for everyone. And we don't have the big things in, that are different. We all, you know, uh, I was, the news today is all about Iran, and I was married to an Iranian for 10 years and went to Iran, and and these are the most wonderful people. Wonderful. They're just uh, my best friends is Iran. They're just Amazing. so fantastic, and um, they they have a great sense of humor, and they love life, and they they are so educated about everything, and every their culture is so high. And the truth is, we have so much more in common with them yes. than we have different. It's the the way everybody and and I'm not criticizing a particular politician. I'm just saying the years of misunderstanding and where we've gone and and the ability to communicate and bring together is really important. And what you do is by bringing the hereafter and the here and now together. You take away the fear of death. You take away the fear of of loneliness, of being unguided. You you take away all of the things that create wars and that create the, the lack of harmony we need. And I think having that grounding for people who want it, this is not for everybody, but for people who want it, I think it's so helpful. Well, you know, we live in such a fear-based situation. Like, I'm sure they told you when your brother passed, he was not alone. Mm-hmm. You never die alone. Right. You have your guides, your loved ones, whomever you warm to, they mm-hmm. come, they, they cross you yeah. over. And people are like, oh, my God, they were in a bog, and they, they died, and they were there. Yeah. You know, after they drop the body, it's not that important. Yeah, yeah. I remember when my mother was really towards the, the end and knowing she was going to pass and and she would wake up from these little drips and she'd say, I was with my mother and right. my mother's going to be with me. Right. And she would talk about her mother all the time. And and I thought, wow, that's, that's so interesting right. that now she's 
already having this conversation and and obviously not as frightened because there is such a comfort love yes. that she had with and, her mom. Yes, and she missed her so. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it, it, it really is it's fascinating. I mean, I've had a couple of situations um, when my grandmother was... I did have an effect on my colonel father, whom I adored. There was, a, I don't know if I've told this story to you, there was a strong box. You know, they used to call them a strong box. Right. And my grandfather died in 1986. And this is like 19... I don't know, or 2001 at this point, and they'd never opened it. Oh. I said to my dad, what's in there? And he said, oh, we don't know. Said, what do you mean, we don't know? <laughs> he said, well, we never found the key, and it died when your grandfather died. I said, really? So I kind of tuned in. Now, this is just parlor room stuff, and I don't, because I like to think I do a higher work, right. but I went, okay. So I tuned in, and I walked way across to the other side of the room, and there was a high boy dresser, and they said, put your hand in, go underneath, way in the back. Oh. There was a little cord. I pulled it out, and there was a key. No. So I walked over, and I opened it. No. Now, the colonel, now this was all for his benefit. My dad said, how'd you do that? We've, we've been looking forever for that. Your grandmother couldn't find it. How did you? I said, well, Dad. That's why they gave me the big bucks. <laughs> and he laughed, and he said, well, you're my little Jean Dixon. And so for the law after oh, that, so he wasn't afraid. I mean, I did a little thing on yeah. CBS Sunday morning, and I think he was afraid to tell the relatives, so he said, I was going to be talking about being single in New York. Oh, Can you imagine? God. So I did this thing with Mika Brzezinski, and I did the reading and the whole thing, and he said, I don't understand. None of the relatives called. I said, I don't think they quite <laughs> knew what to do with any of that. But it was getting him to get it yeah. and he, I had to do something so ridiculous yeah. that for him to see and after that he was you know what happened today mm, yeah you know but a lot before he passed was because he was afraid and you know what's mm. over there and when you're dead you're dead yeah and so I think that all that happened towards the end of his life for me to be able to guide him to the other side with yeah. full knowing and he uh, he does come to me Wow. That's, but the other funny thing is, many years ago, after, out of college, I was a flight attendant. Not very long, but I was on a flight, and it was the shuttle going to D.C. Yeah. And this woman pulled me over, and she was sitting in the front row, and she said, there's something about you. You're, you're really special. And I'm like, okay. I'm not saying a tray of food, you know. Thank you. And she said, no, no, you're a seer, and you're going to be really, really successful. And I'm like, it was Jean Dixon. Oh, that's so funny. It was Jean Dixon. That and she is lived so in D.C. And I mean, uh, no. I was so young. And plus, I'm in the middle of trying to make sure everybody gets a meal. <laughs> you know, trying to be this flight attendant. And I that's just, so sometimes funny. when you look at your life and you add up all these moments, yeah. and all these are messages, these are all like guidance to show you the yeah. path ahead, that you would never know. That's the beauty of it. If, I, if somebody said you're going to do this, I would have said they were crazy. Mm. They were absolutely crazy. But. I bless her. In fact, now I invite her in to help out. If I miss anything, could you like mm -hmm. make sure yeah, I don't miss yeah. it? Nice. Because there's those that came before, and we bless them. Mm -hmm. And now I just feel like everyone needs to look within. Yeah. And you know, it's hard to trust the anybody, the news, the politicians, the whole thing. So if if somebody comes to see you, I mean, besides it just being a, a an experience for you to be sort of presenting this information and all of this experience. But what if somebody comes in and they're just, you know, cuckoo, they're, they're just acting inappropriately or they're scaring you a little bit. To or, tell you, like, how do you do years, How do you deal with that? This is what's so kind of miraculous. Just as I've never advertised and they bring the people to me, I've never had that experience. And it's rare because I work at home, can you imagine? Yeah. But Plus no. It's so and intimate. If there is somebody cuckoo, they find like they miss the appointment, they don't oh, I'm out really? of town. I mean they kept they really do yeah. filter who gets to me and yeah. who doesn't. And who can can come near me yeah. and who can't. It's amazing how it works. Uh-huh. The other thing that I think is as good agents. Yeah. Well, I mean 
I think guess that you've convinced me that we all do. We and do. That it's really, we have to have a little bit of faith in that, too. And they can't live our life for us. No. And they're not supposed to dictate and tell us what to do. But they're there for comfort, for guidance. Hmm. Or just reassurance for yeah. certain things. I think I've learned from you that if I'm feeling a certain way about something and I'm, I'm going to make a commitment to it or I'm... I'm thinking, should I make a commitment? If you pay attention, there's something the that will, will be there. And, and the, you know, the very interesting thing is you never think of, well, I'm going to get it in an email. Well, I, the truth is, I was thinking about something and it was sitting in my mind and then I decided to just try to catch up with my emails. I think it was a Sunday evening. And... I, like the subject line of the first email I went to was just one of these selling some right. cuckoo thing. And it was the answer to what I was trying to exactly. make a decision about. And I thought, oh, I wonder, hmm. And, and, and you could ignore it and right. say nothing. But I let it stay as part of my experience right. with It shifted decision. your energy. It did. It shifts the energy. Yeah. And I, I think we we're just so far removed. In the old days, it was a quiet time, mm -hmm. and people had much more connection to God. Yeah. And their thought forms. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, we're blasted, especially mm. in New York City. Yeah. It's really crazy here. I think another important so thing. So sometimes too, they have to yell at you yeah. and send an email. Well, because it's so, yeah, it, 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 we're on another dimension of, of communication. So there, there are times when I think about somebody and it'll really, there's an impression. I'm right. thinking about this person, it's very strong. I immediately send a text or an email saying, I'm Good. thinking about you, how are you doing, whatever. And it's really fascinating that I, and, and I do it's it more than timing. I ever did. And it's. It's a very interesting thing. They'll, you know, I'll say, I, I was just thinking about you, um, and somebody will say, I just found out I'm pregnant, or oh, right. I'm having a baby, or like they'll say something at that moment that's like, oh, it's not just, oh, that's nice, thank you. It's like they return with something. Well, you and, picked up on, you picked up on the energy so beautifully. Well, I'm sure everybody... Has they that do. Thought of or somebody? you know, when you think of someone, the phone rings. It's that person. Everybody mm -hmm. has that to a degree. Everyone has psychic ability, but it's knowing what's psychic and it's knowing what's fear. Mm -hmm. Or you know, it's that's. I think those are the two delineating which is hear. which. And yeah. it's so simple. If it's one of those, uh, then it's not your guides. Yeah, it's your mind yeah. and it's your fear. And if it's, yeah, then that's your mm -hmm. guides. Yeah. I think being positive, um, and and like you said, when you wake up in the morning and ah, uh, you you feel this is it. I I you humor. went to bed with it, and and obviously a sense humor. of humor and laughing cannot be more important now. I mean, that I think that is what gets me through. That and friends that have known me a long time, but. Just finding the humor in silly, yeah. like the guy is sitting there talking to a a mailbox on my corner. I mean, you can't make this up. No, you know, you're just like, and then he's waiting for the mailbox to answer, and then he <laughs> answers back, and I'm like, okay, you know, they're they're before the grace of God. But I, you know, Mother Teresa, I I'm not such. I was raised Catholic, but Mother Teresa, there's a movie that called The Letters. Apparently, she wrote lots of letters to this priest who she made him promise to destroy them. But like mm. a good priest, he didn't. So how much she doubted. Because, you know, she's not this, like, shining right. light that right. never had a bad thought. How much? And she used to say, I, I know God wouldn't give me anything I couldn't handle. I just wish he didn't trust me so mm -hmm. much. So mm -hmm. when you look at these people, then you realize how, even with a clear, pure yeah. belief system, how much we're challenged. Yeah. And so she found her way to go around it. But reading that, because history would want you to think, oh, no, she walked on water. Mm. She was just, mm. she never had a bad day. Yeah. 
you know, when I'm sure she wanted to tell people all the time where to get off. Yeah, now I'm sure she <laughs> yeah. got annoyed a lot of the time. <laughs> Barbara, this hour went by so it did. quickly. It did. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you're here, and um, I'm happy to share you with everybody because oh, there's so much of what you do gives people such peace of mind at oh, a time, quite frankly, when the most fear is present, the most um, misunderstanding of what life is about, and, and to have that clarity is yes. really fantastic. They send me people that... I, it's almost like we plant seeds in them, and they can go back to some of the most dark places, and I feel like it makes a difference. Yeah. Maybe t in the tiniest of ways. Yeah. But it's because that's why I get people from amazing who finds mm, me. Yeah. Well, the once somebody meets you, then it's their job to be there to send other yes. people. So you'll be busy for forever. Yes, probably. It looks that way. We have to make Thank time you. for fun. Yes, thanks so I much. Love you. Thank you for coming.